What's up, people? Welcome to Talklandia, where two siblings get candid about their lives with different points of views. We're here to talk about our journey, and we don't intend to shy from any topic that can challenge us while having fun discovering more. But also now we get to tell you about what you can expect if you come and travel with us, because honestly, we are way more than just Pablo Escobar's birthplace. So here we are. Are you excited for this, Tato? I'm super excited. And uh, this is going to be a challenge. Like we said, this is uh, something that we it's a first time, first time for us to do a podcast while Mariana is in Colombia and I'm here in the States. So Uh, we're making it work. We're making it work for you guys. And uh, we're going to spread a little bit of uh, it's kindness month. So we are going to celebrate the World Kindness Day late because it was November 13, but we're still celebrating it. So um, Mariana is uh, leading a great cause down in Colombia uh, in one of our small towns. Uh, Cordoba Quindío, and she is leading a toe, toe drive for the kids in Thanksgiving. Uh, usually, uh, we grew up, it's on our DNA. We saw our parents do toe, toe drives every Christmas, mm-hmm. but since Mariana's not going to be able to spend Christmas in Colombia because she's coming back at the beginning of December, uh, they decided that they want to lead it for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, in Colombia, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but since we are adding a little bit of our touch of Thanksgiving, uh, we are going to do a toy drive in Colombia to celebrate Thanksgiving in our way. Uh, so, Mariana, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, like like I was telling um, Tato in the other day, it all started because we actually have a family here in, in Colombia that we've been spending a lot of time and they actually were from Connecticut and they are, they usually do a toy drive at a police station in Armenia, which if I could give you a little head, it's like a 45 minute drive from Cordoba, but it's only 15 minutes from our hometown, which is Caverca. And she usually does her drive. The second that I heard about it, I was like, mom, we need to do something about doing the same thing. But in Cordoba, like Tato was saying, my one of my very last memories before we left and we moved to the United States is um, every Christmas my mom would donate gifts after gifts and mine this town is a town which I mean I didn't know that much history about but our great great grandfather actually was one of the founding fathers of this town and it helped build it and um, I was telling Beto earlier I was like I've I've always saw this country or this town with a little bit of like resentment in a way, but not really because there's like really not room for me to have any resentment, but I wasn't so attached. And this time around, 
I was, I think it was maybe because seeing my nephew just playing in the park that like we grew up in, we had so many competitions, so many memories that it was just like, wow, like I want my kids and I want people to know about this town more because it's growing. It looks beautiful. It is truly a very um, small, but very like comfy. And so, yeah, so this drive is just to be able to continue that, that, um, what we used to do and to give back to such a beautiful town that is just really flourishing. But with the pandemic too, a lot of people can't give their kids the Christmases that they barely could afford to begin with. And like that was saying, we don't uh, celebrate Thanksgiving here, but I think it's a perfect time to give back. And that's what we're using Thanksgiving um, this in, in Colombia. It's to give back and do a little pre-Christmas celebration. Yeah, and like you're saying, uh, we didn't live much in, in Cordoba, but somehow we are super connected to this town. Uh, my grandfather is buried on this town. So no matter what, every time we visit Colombia, we visit Cordoba because we go see my grandpa's uh, grave. And, um, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you went, and uh, you, I don't know if you got to get in or I don't know if because of the COVID thing, it's closed or not, but uh, it's always, it's, it's, it's in our hearts. Cordoba is in our hearts, hearts. So if you can do a little bit to, to, to spread a little bit of happiness to the kids in the town, uh, we are going all for it. Um, so uh, we, me and Mariana, oh, Mariana and I, uh, we have decided that, that in a way for us to contribute, we are making our donations, but at the same time, in a way to encourage people to help out. Uh, we are giving a Taclandia uh, shirt or t-shirt uh, with every $20 donation. So if you make a $20 donation, we'll send you a t-shirt of your choice from the Taclandia uh, merch website. Just let us know which one and we'll have it Chip to you. Yep. And just get in touch with Tato or myself and then we'll we'll get you set up. We've just heard a lot of people that want to be part of this. Um, and I didn't realize people were so it was a personal thing. But then the more I talked about it with Tato, with my family, we're like, you know what? Like let's really allow whoever wants to be part of this to be a part of it. And listen, guys, um, every dollar, every peso, everything helps literally, especially in dollars, it's three times it's worth. So when we say everything helps, everything helps. And we just wanna encourage more donations by being able to um, give something the back that we have and we can give you the Tokenite shirt. And ultimately we will record this day. We will document it so you guys can be a part of it and know exactly what your money is buying. And yeah. I'm actually really excited for this. I'm excited to see the kids' faces, the community's faces. And it's 2020 has been rough uh, for many people financially. So this is, this is just a way to make it a little brighter. Yeah. And I, uh... Thank you, Mariana, for coming up with the idea. Uh, this is something that uh, it's very, like, very engraved in our hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, we grew up, I remember, we grew up packaging presents. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if you recall, uh, every Christmas, we 
we wrapped presents for the little kids and we were kids our own like ourselves back in to what 19 like in the 1990s mm -hmm. uh 10 i mean nine years old eight years old and we were packaging presents for kids so i don't know for me just seeing a kid smile when they receive a gift when they don't even expect it that's like the, the like that's there's nothing nothing can buy that so yeah. uh if we can uh if we can make this happen uh if we can um help out in any way uh we are all for it yeah yep. so. so just let us know we'll we'll have more information if you reach out to us make it happen you guys got this and that though, like you said, we are celebrating Kindness Day. So you want to take it off with our quote? Let's do the quote. This one is by, sorry, let me see. Let me see. Audrey Humphrey. Audrey Humphrey. There you go. As you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself, the other for helping others. So it's very fitting to what we we are encouraging our listeners uh, the day of today. So it's perfect, perfect. It's just perfect for this uh, work kindness day, which was the 13th in the work kindness month. So let's go ahead and start with uh, with our topic of 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 uh, of traveling with us and. Not with me because I'm still at home, but <laughs> you have to watch me. You have to watch me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But uh, it's kind of like it's just a tour to Memory Lane, and uh, Mariana is sending pictures, and she's sharing pictures. She will she will share some pictures in our Instagram account, mm -hmm. so that way you guys know what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, for me, it's just going back as a kid and remembering so mariana lit the way yeah tell so, us all about it yeah so again let's travel to colombia i will say that the first thing that you're going to notice when you land in colombia and feel free to join them it's clapping you for sure every time of airplane lands and you have a crowd of colombians they will clap because they're just so excited to be in this country. Everybody, I've always said that what I love the most about Colombia is their hospitality, the way that they just welcome you. You're like, I think whoever has traveled with me that's not from Colombia can say that while waiting in the line of immigration or getting into, into just all the lines before getting your bags and getting in the car, you probably already know like five people because they're just gonna talk your ear off about their lives what they did in the past and that's just really who we are it's just sharing um sharing a little bit too much you know yeah yeah so, we, we're very proud we're very proud of our land and uh of course you get a, a different feeling depending on the type of air like depending on the airport that you land mm -hmm. in our case we land in a very small airport which is uh, it's still an international airport but only people that live in the area will use that airport. So in our case, we traveled to Armenia. And I recall that when you land in Armenia, the first thing you say, the first thing you see is plantate trees. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you saw. And a lot of people that goes, like, I remember Jack, when he went the first time, it's like, okay, what is that thing wrapped in the tree? And what they do in Colombia is to keep mosquitoes or bugs to get into the banana or the plantains is that they cover it with a blue bag. And we'll post pictures so you guys can see and what we're talking about. So they do that to protect the plantains and the bananas from mm-hmm. getting bugs and stuff like that. So because it's Colombia, it's I think it's like one of the top five, if I'm not mistaken, like the top two or something like that in South America that produces plantain or banana. Uh, so our land, Quindío, is not only like one of the top uh, uh, s- states that produces coffee, but they also produce bananas and plantain. So that's my, that's my recollection of like whatever comes to my head when I think about landing in Armenia. Yes. So I don't know, what's yours, Marina? Like like I said, um, recently I've been landing more in Bogota, which is a little bit drier. It's like every other capital, capital city. Mm-hmm. It's very overpopulated. So you're very overwhelmed with a lot of people. So if you ever do travel to Colombia, of course, Bogota is a must, you have, but if you really do want the more local energy and the roots of Colombians and the more like grandpa and grandma feeling, then mm-hmm. definitely try, try to travel to smaller cities. So something like Armenia, something like Cali, even Cali might be a little bit too too busy, but there's also other airports like Medellin that they will tell you Cartagena. There's plenty, but definitely, there's just, they're just definitely um, a different energy when you land in Armenia because of the coziness of the town. And like Tato was saying, our our state in specific is called El Eje Cafetero, which means basically the- The coffee region. Coffee farm, the coffee region. And you can see, you just could see green after green and all the seven colors of green. So it's just beautiful and it's calming. And I think that if you enjoy more of the nature, the trees, the, the, just the mountains, just being grounded, I think Armenia and El Eje Cafetero will be the perfect place for you to visit first. Honestly, if you're very overwhelmed by city life, um, Bogota might be a little bit more overwhelming side or even Medellin, but Medellin is another one in between. So that's definitely something to keep in mind when traveling to Colombia. And we do use pesos, which it goes a long way. (laughs) Right now, currency conversion, it's 3.5 times the worth. So it's I enjoy being here because everything is cheap and <laughs> so it's 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 amazing. So to give you a comparison uh, of uh, well, back in 2017, I recall a friend of mine was renting a one one bedroom apartment, and one bedroom apartment here in the state of Texas, it's somewhere around the 900s to a thousand dollars. It depends on the area, of course. I'm just talking about average. Mm-hmm. In Colombia, they go for like 350 pesos, which is probably about $100 a month. <laughs> so it's like, think about that. Think about that. So, yeah. yeah, actually, someone just recently told me that they rent their own, like, apartment that they own. They rented for 900 pesos, 900,000 pesos. So there's a lot of zeros in, like, pesos. It's intimidating, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but don't let that get to if if you're don't know if you're not comfortable with currency download a currency app to be able to calculate all of that so you have a better understanding there's a lot of zeros in like a thousand pesos it's the equivalent of a dollar but obviously if it, you heard one million pesos okay mm -hmm. that's roughly a little bit over three hundred dollars so don't get don't, like don't, don't get too excited about the million pesos because it's not not yet. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I, I was like okay it's this is a lot it's yeah just the numbers but i mean still a lot like you can do a lot with that and for example like here um what is the minimum what is the minimum uh hourly pay right now here in texas i think it's like somewhere around the eight seventy five nine dollars an hour i think yeah that is still in the seven dollars but let's okay. let's go with eight yeah so it's eight dollars so over there in colombia they go by minimum and i think the minimum a month right now is seven hundred thousand pesos yeah. dang it mm -hmm. those numbers are crazy which is That's what roughly 200 and something dollars a month so we're talking about that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month that's a minimum wage in colombia yeah it's very little if you bring that to the states let's just say that the state colombia would be a great um retirement country so just keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and there is no other language. Actually, I, I know that when I traveled to Peru, there was not only Spanish, but there was also the language of the Incas, which I feel so ignorant, not knowing if it's, I feel like there's a word to it, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm blocking because I wasn't prepared to say something like that. But in Colombia, I don't know if you can correct me on this, but it's just flat out Spanish. Uh, through and through, unless you go to San Andres, which they speak Criollo, which is a Caribbean mix of Spanish and English. Um, is there other language that you re recall Spanish or Colombian speaking? No, yeah. uh, I don't recall. I know, like we 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 do have Indians too, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not, I'm not too familiar with them. Yeah, you got to remember that we we share part of the Amazonians with uh, Brazil. I think it's Brazil, Ecuador, I think. I don't know. I might be wrong. Sorry. So yeah, Ecuador, Brazil. Excuse my <laughs> lack of knowledge in geographics. But we, we own we're, we own part of the Amazonian, so we do have uh, the Indians down there. So I know they do speak their own language, but forget like i mean excuse me if i don't know what language oh, yeah but you definitely don't need to know anything else besides jones spanish so um again it's just a pretty pretty good stuff to know and we do use a lot of taxi transportation um so you're you're good there's really no need to if you can drive in columbia you can drive anywhere so if you're bold with your drive then feel free to rent a car if you're uncomfortable driving like myself i would definitely um recommend just using taxis or um they're pretty safe i i really believe that taxis are pretty safe they're, that's their livelihood and if 
um, taxi gets a bad reputation and no one wants to use the taxi, that's really not a reputation that I think Colombia taxi drivers can afford. So especially with the other competitions and um, it's Uber and Lyft are out there. So you can definitely have that as an option, but they're definitely, I think taxis are pretty well, Uber, it's, I know as far as I know, Uber and Lyft went Uber because I don't think Lyft ever made it to Colombia. Yeah, but Uber, I think they canceled Uber in Colombia back in 2018, mm -hmm. maybe 19. All I know is not, it's not longer Uber in Colombia. But I do know that if you get in touch with a driver that you like, you can always get their service. Uh, if you get their WhatsApp, they usually have like a business card and they tell you, oh, if you're traveling around, but you if can you use the same one and feel safe. And they're very, they're, they're very safe because they have their, their, they are owned by a big company, a corporation with taxes. Yeah, there's stuff. a lot that taxi drivers have to go through in Colombia. That, like again, mm -hmm. I said, that's their livelihood and they're pretty strict. And like right now, I'm staying at a chalet, which is like a little countryside home, mm -hmm. I guess you would call it. And it's really far from the main town. So all we do is we call the same taxi driver um, every time and he knows where to pick us up and they also know where to pick you up. So there's no need to waste time being worried if they know how to get there. And um, it's very, it's very good. So, so yeah. That, that you get your own, like you, like you, you own group is like, you stick with one person because they're so friendly and stuff like that. I recall that, you know? Yeah, it's, they'll tell you where to go. And they tell you, yeah. like, if you don't want to trust anybody, they'll tell you, like, hey, don't go there. Like, we don't, we don't trust. But they're pretty, like, el chisme, the gossip goes around. So if they're bad, <laughs> areas, like, it's not. But speaking about what goes around, you want to dive into um, the phrases that, just four quick phrases that I feel like you should just know. Know them. <laughs> okay, so number one, which I think, Every his well Latino Hispanic knows about Colombia. It's parcero, which means bro. But you know, it's like a like a friendly way to call someone parcero. Or you can even say parcerito, like in a Parce yeah little par little parcero, but still like parcero, parcerito, mm -hmm. like buddy, or this type of thing. Uh, chévere, which means good. I've been saying that a lot. So, chévere. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> Listo. You know, like when when you get invited somewhere, hey, let's go eat. Listo, let's go. Vamos. <laughs> you but know, there's no problem. Like, let's do it. Like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, tintico. That's <laughs> every household that you go. First thing that they ask, you want tintico which is a way to call coffee, which is dark, straight dark coffee. Yeah. And you, you like you're, you yourself add the sugar to your taste. Some people don't add sugar. Mm -hmm. Some people do, but they call it tintico. It's yeah. very, very, I don't know, it's very well known in our in our region, in Leje Cafetero, in the coffee If you go to a restaurant, they'll ask you if you want tinto, because usually it's custom to drink tinto, like, a coffee before you even order anything or if you're just waiting for something like it's just always custom for you to have like either a cup of coffee or a cup of tinto yeah. and they'll just let you know I'm not a tinto drinker I'm a like coffee or water drinker so 
um, I always make sure that tinto means straight black coffee. So if you want coffee. Here, it's, it's like, like a small portion too. It's kind of like espresso, espresso shot. Yeah. But I think espresso is way too concentrated. I don't know, but like the tintico, it's different. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just a small amount of coffee. It's dark mm -hmm. coffee. Um, sometimes they do sugar. Sometimes they do uh, like uh, cane, what's it called? Cane sugar. But like instead of the cane sugar, it's like a cane block of sugar. Sugar cubes or cane cubes, sugar cubes. And cubes, I think is what it's called. Like instead of what sugar. What you're looking for it's sugar cane, which is just straight up yeah. sugar. There's no syrup or anything. It's just straight up. And I mean, there's a vast amount of sugar canes in Colombia. So there's never a lack of crop on that. So Well, Baje, which is Cali, it's known for their sugar. Mm -hmm. so, that's another one. So yeah, those are the ones. Now, Mariana, tell us about food. You've been eating a lot of food like, in Colombia. It's so funny because one, <laughs> I'm in the, I feel like I'm gonna regret saying that. I'm in the bathroom, but just for optimal sound. <laughs> <laughs> Not because something is wrong. But, but speaking about that, um, I was an hour ago, I was in a full on food coma and I even called Christina and I told her I was like I'm laying in bed like on a full-on coma because okay so you never say no to anybody that makes you food and everybody that offers you food that's a different thing of when you have the opportunity to tell them like please don't serve me please don't make an extra plate but when they already have a plate served for you you don't say no no so you don't I had our upstairs neighbor uh, which turns out to be like actually a really well-known close family member or family friend. Um, she, they made like burger, like not burgers, but they're like ham cheese with her burger bun. Like, everything here is different than in the States. So we went up there and they gave me a, a full sandwich with aguapanela con leche, which aguapanela, it's like a big brick of sugar. I've never been able to describe aguapanela, but it's like, I just say big brick of something with milk and it's cane, it's cane sugars. It's just like they sell it here in Fiesta mm -hmm. and it's cane sugar. Yeah. So they serve me that. And then my mom came home from being a, like off the whole day because I was, I'm, I'm tutoring Jack for school. So we stayed in the, in the chalet the whole day. And so then my mom came with Frisbee and Frisbee now. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Instead of like a full combo, you have like what they're calling a Bika Frisbee, which I didn't know until now. Yeah. And, and it has like all types of breaded chicken with fried arepa, with the juca, with corn. And, and I'm not done. You know what else she brought? What? A full sheet, a full sheet of merengon. No. <laughs> she literally just literally. Yeah, I, I see the reason why you're in the restroom. Like you're not <laughs> wanting to leave. <laughs> so the reason why Mariana's in the restroom is because in Colombia, which don't get me wrong, like you might not get the best signal everywhere you go, but literally you forget about internet you literally do forget about internet 
So Mariana was fighting because it's recording day and Mariana was fighting to find a spot. And for some reason, her best signal area is the restroom. And that I, and that <laughs> I will contain the sound too. So it's like best internet reception. It's like they even know that we're going to be like people are in the bathroom for a long time. So they're like, this is, this is a vital part to have internet. So so, but yeah, so I'm in a food coma, but if I have to say what my favorite, like what I had was delicious and meningon is a dessert that's, it's, it's pretty heavy. I think it's, but the, but I always have to have it at least once every time I go to here, I have to have it, but too sweet. But it's good. <laughs> I had to drink like two bottles of water. I was so just just so much sugar so much fried food so much it was just so much but um we're very well known for bandeja paisa which is a little bit of everything and this play you can actually find in the states if you find a good colombian restaurant you can find it in the states won't ever be the same if you but eat it's, it really good, it's still really good yes mm-hmm. um for candies sparkies Sparkies win, and I don't know why because I'm usually a chocolate person. But I'm like, okay, if I had to, if I had them all lined up, which one do I want? And I always go to Sparkies, I guess, because it's not so sweet but still sweet. Yeah, and, and Sparkies is like the Colombian version of Skittles. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. very, very good. And then um, for a drink, I've I can't ever find it in Colombia in the states, so I have to say that um a fresh mandarin juice like a fresh squeezed mandarin juice a little a little thing about mandarins it's the only thing that helps me with motion sickness with um like with road trips or anything like that I just have mandarin and smell it I drink it like it helps me it's like wonderful so that's my but okay so I had to add this. I didn't have this on my list, but do you remember how you guys in the summer kept looking for mamoncillos? Yep. I found they them. Only, but they only grow around this time. Yes, I didn't know that. So I'm obsessed with this, like, which I'll try to get get them and then post it because I can't ever explain mamoncillos, but it's like a fruit and it's like a single, like seed, big seed fruit. It looks like a lime. Literally, like it looks like a lime, but small the, lime. But you open it, yeah. Tell us whatever. Um, it's so like yeah, like so that was it. Looks like a lime from the outside, like whole little branches and branches of lime, small, and then inside of it, it's a pulp with the big seed. So what you do is you just kind of like grab it, you squeeze the seed out, and you just eat the the pulp around the seed and then throw away the seed. So it's actually really complicated to like eat, but it's, I've always loved it. And it's been funny because I only go, I've only been going to Colombia in the summers. And I always, I'm like, where's, we're like, where's the mamosillos? And I can never find them. And it's because it's, they're really strict on the season. And right now they're on season. So I finally get to eat some. So I just looked it up. Since you didn't have it in your list, I just, I just looked it up. Get what it's called. What is it called? It's called Spanish lime. So if you look it up as Spanish line, you you know what we're talking about. I'm gonna I'm still gonna do a video or a picture to explain. Of I, no, no, and that's fine. I just wanted to get the actual <laughs> yeah. translation, you know, Spanish lime. So I was I was not far. I was not far. <laughs> so what's your what's your top three? 
top top three, but believe it or not, my okay. So I'm gonna do the same thing. You talk about like a big plate, uh, candy and the juice. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite plate, it's from Bogota. It's called lahiaco, which okay. is actually a soup. You know, it's a cream. Ah, my mom makes a good one. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's literally it's like a chicken soup with like with like corn and uh it has corn it has potato it's it has everything but it, they also add like this cream on it it's just so good uh that's my my favorite one. and same thing like you can still get it some of the uh some of the restaurants here in the states mm -hmm. once again not the same thing but I, i found some that are really good uh my candy my favorite candy from Colombia, many, there are many. <laughs> <laughs> Has like so many, but like you're I having to really lose weight so I can gain weight in Colombia. <laughs> like, I don't want to even stay skinny, like, or with the weight I lost. It's like, no, I worked hard so I can gain these. See, all the candy. Yeah. But see, like me, myself, it's crazy because. My sugar taste or like my candy obsession, they go like, it's like when I have a candy obsession, it's like one month. And then I'm like, literally, I don't like, for example, like I think I'm, I'm today, I'm in my, my candy obsession. Like not today, but like lately, I just bought a Raffaello's. I just bought a Coffee Delights. Like literally, I have those in, in front of me right now. So all lead ladies listening, guys can get cravings too. <laughs> and they don't even have to be on their monthlies. <laughs> so to tell you a little story, I think we told it with, with Luisa when, when Luisa was in, in the podcast. But like I use my one of my favorites, like Rafaelos are my favorite. My second favorite, I don't eat chocolate. But it's not like I don't eat it, I do eat it. But I'm not a big fan. The only ones I eat is uh, it's the uh, Ferrero Rocher's. But I didn't eat them. I used to put them in a nice tin, and Luisa would just go and steal it from me because it would take me forever to eat the them. Labels, we would steal the ones that were behind the little label, so you didn't find out. I didn't find out. <laughs> you were so for, about so, it. <laughs> so for me, candy in Colombia. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe coffee delights, which is like this coffee candy. Uh, I do tend to eat those a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, drink, which is cane with uh, cane sugar with uh, lemon. lime, lemon. lemon. Yeah, that's my favorite one. But my dad's restaurant lemonade. It's really good. My dad's restaurant lemonade, it's like a mixture of like orange juice, lemonade, and um, and tangerine all mixed together. And there, a lot of people travel just to have his lemonade because it's a recipe yeah. that he was able to really like perfect. And his bandeja paisas are really good. Like so his please food is really good. Do me a favor, mm -hmm. steal my dad's lemonade recipe. I feel like. I feel like we might, we even us can't get it. <laughs> like no one can get it. I know, but like if we can get any closer to my dad's uh, 
lemonade recipe like we can try it until we can probably hit it off like that has had 15 years of being in the business and i think he's had the same like kitchen crew and they like basically take that those recipes to the grave (laughs) he has a worker that he's has been with my dad probably before you were even born don angel and he worked for my dad at the restaurant he's been working with my dad for like about 30 years that's another thing speaking about restaurants one thing to like expect and especially if you go to the quindio is that every time you go into a restaurant it is very normal for you to park have a park attendant they will probably put a windshield or like a cardboard of something on your car or if especially if you drove yourself if you got dropped off then like don't worry about this little tippet but um but they will draw they will put something on your on your car so you don't get it doesn't get hot because we're it's a hot if it's a hot state and um do tip them um they, that's their live like they live out of tips they will help you back up they will help you park because parking is tight so um, anything just like a few pesos, which is anything with the coins. Don't don't if you don't want to give them a big tip and you don't want to give them a bill, just do your math with the coins and that's that's good enough. But something little then then yes, that's definitely one thing to expect. It's normal. And I I love it. And one of the things like I remember that while I was there, this couple, this couple from here stopped by. And Don Angel is a really old guy, a, a guy, a man who, like I said, he's been working with my dad for a long time and he just doesn't want to quit. He just doesn't. And my dad is the one like, hey, take a day off, go rest. But the workaholic. Guy, he's a workaholic. And the couple didn't know any Spanish, but he, they just say gracias, which is thank you. And he, he just light them up. You just yeah. light him up because he, he just wants to be so friendly mm-hmm. and he he probably still talk to people even know even though they don't speak spanish they'll talk to he'll talk to them just like okay and the couple will probably be like i don't know what he's saying but like okay thank you gracias <laughs> and he was like okay yeah they responded <laughs> so it, it was it was good to see that um usually they, they do the same thing they put cardboards on motorcycle seats Oh, so, I, didn't, I didn't see that, but now yeah. there's some motorcycles yeah. everywhere here. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep the uh, seats not like, like keep it from getting uh, hot. So when people get back in the bicycle, the motorcycles, yeah. they don't get worn by the uh, leather or, or fabric. Yeah. So, um, Mariana, tell us your favorite three pla- uh, uh, top three places in Colombia to visit. So I'll be, I'll be quick because I feel like I could go on and on and on and on about That's what I say. Give me three and try to be brief right? because I know you can go on and on and on. <laughs> Especially now that I'm in it. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I just remember <laughs> um, th- We already talked about Cordoba. Cordoba is our, there's just so many great memories in Cordoba. And be careful because there's actually two Cordobas. There's the state, this, this, is it a state or it's just somewhere else? Yeah, I'll, I'll find it, but just keep telling us. I'll find uh-huh. it. So Cordoba Quindío, that's where, that's the one that we're from. Yeah. It's a very small town, 
everybody stays there forever and ever and ever. And even when we went to go shop, um, visit this last time, we did run into someone that went to school with my uncle and my uncle has been living in Panama for like 30 years, like a, a few years. So it's just a small town. It's close to Calarca. It's maybe about 30 minute drive. So that's definitely, I recommend it. And it's on the way to go to Pijao, which I haven't been yet, but I've been hearing wonderful things about it. So I'll show you more pictures in our Instagram page so you can get to know it more. Um, the second place is Parque del Café, which you'll probably already will hear from it if you are in the Quindío area. And it's just a coffee park and it'll give you stories of like, how did we become coffee nation? How do we make coffee? And it's beautifully done. It's, it's, it's a top A attraction. And then lastly, which I always have to go to Salento and you probably have seen it in a lot of Instagrams because I think a lot of Europeans love Salento too. It's just one of those little towns that is just, it's very eco-friendly. It's beautiful. It's, um, it's, you can do so much in just one corner, but like you can do, you could see the whole thing. My favorite thing about it is that since I was very little, I've always gone there and go to a cavalgata, which means you just go on a trail ride. But trail rides in Colombia are different than in America. Trail rides in Colombia is you have full control of your path, your speed, where to go, and how to go. And that's my favorite thing about it is you can go into streets, you can go into in front of a bar and grab yourself a like a beer or don't whatever you feel like it or just focus on being more in the field so those are my top three places in the Quindío nation so salento it's known as the switzerland of south america mm -hmm. because even though like marina was saying in Quindío, it's very much it's 75 year round I mean, a lot of, it rains. I think right now you guys are going through a lot of rain, which is rain season right now. But usually it's like 75 degrees, you know. But in Salento, it's a little bit chilly. So they know that, and they know that region as the Switzerland of South America. And they are, there's, there's these palm trees that are really tall and they're called Palma de Seda. And they only grow in that region. So it's a place to go see, very pretty. And there's a lot of backpacking going on in Salento and Finlandia, which is just right across, maybe like about 20 minutes apart. Mm -hmm. And new, people from New Zealand, a lot of people from New Zealand in, 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 in uh, uh, Finlandia. So, but yeah, Mariana, Mariana just brought three, three great places. I think Mariana just kept it, she kept it in Quindío, you know, and it's Cordoba Quindío. The other one is the department of Cordoba, which is Monteria, where Monteria is and stuff like that, which is more towards the north. Uh, but Cordoba, it's the city in Quindío. The other Cordoba, it's actually the department, department of uh, Cordoba, which is the state. So, so that way they know the difference between the two. How about you? What are your top three? My top three, Cartagena. <laughs> I have yet to go, which I'm embarrassed. I know. I know. That's, Cartagena is just the history. The history. It's like in the coast. If you're going to Cartagena to see water, sorry. You're going to be discouraged. It's not, the it's not the best looking water and stuff like that. 
but they do call it the Miami of Colombia because it's very similar with the with the high rises and stuff like that. But the reason why I picked Cartagena is because of the history. Mm -hmm. And you walk the streets of Cartagena and and you you still feel a little bit like like there's a lot a lot of construction that or like a lot of the the um old buildings that are still there from the colonization time and uh the, they will talk to you about the three islands there's a castle in there uh there is a really really old uh, uh what's it called a chip this boat so there's a lot a lot to see and if you're taking your uh significant other to Cartagena, you'll never go wrong with that pick. It's a very so, good option. It's really, it's very colorful too. A lot of flowers, a lot of uh, very colorful buildings. Very colonial. Very colonial. Very colonial. A lot of uh, horses with the carriages and stuff like that. A lot of people singing in the streets, a lot of people singing in the in the beach and stuff like that. So it's very pretty. I went there, the last time I went was 2018 for uh, Natalia. Shout out to Natalia Bautista, mm -hmm. now Townley. I went to her wedding and they had this amazing amazing wedding and uh, they got married in this church and they walked out the streets and stuff like that. It was very pretty. So I do recommend it. Yeah, and if you're wanting to look for a destination wedding, uh, Cartagena is definitely one to check out too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my other place to visit that I've never been to but I feel like I like I do want to go and I want to take time to uh just ask for people to pray for Cartagena because right now they just they got hit by that uh hurricane that is hitting the Caribbean because Cartagena is very close to Nicaragua and they just got hit with the hurricane so they are going through a lot of uh devastation but I do feel like for me, it's a place that I do want to visit because I know a lot of people from Colombia visit and I haven't had a chance. So that's probably one of the places to go. San Andres. San Andres. Yeah. And then uh, Medellin. Mm -hmm. Medellin. Uh, there's a lot of history in Medellin. Uh, there's more to Medellin than Paulo Score and stuff like that. There's, it's, it's very pretty. Very, very pretty, and um, it's it's just pretty much springtime all year round. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of motorcycles. I was just there for just a day because we, with my uncle, that's the one that did it. One thing about San Andres, which I think that uh, because you haven't gone, you missed, but it has the seven blues of the ocean. You can see the seven blues of the ocean. Oh, wow. Um, it's just everywhere you go, you can see the different shades of blue and it's just beautiful. It's a great, if you are looking for something that's like more ocean, then that's definitely a place to, um, look towards or Santa Marta. It's another, I think that one's a good one too. But, um, and one thing about Medellin is if you go in the time of what's it, what's the festival, la, la, el Festival de Flores, what's the festival? La, la Flores, uh -huh. It's a flower festival. Yeah, they do some beautiful. They canceled it this year due to the COVID, but 
yeah, it's well, very pretty. We drove by a restaurant that had like their logo and made on just flowers and um, just their work is just beautiful. And it's a whole festival on just how people do different like characters, yeah. different, po- different things with just flowers and it's beautiful. So if you ever do go, it's already a beautiful place to go to to begin with. And it's gotten safe, um, safer. Just watch out for, if you're driving, watch out for like the motorcycles. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of motorcycles. Yeah. But um, So Medellin is known, and I just looked it up, but Medellin is known as the city of the eternal spring. Oh, yeah. So Can you imagine living on eternal spring? Imagine. I, I <laughs> eternal spring or eternal fall, that, that would be the hardest thing. <laughs> Awesome. So Medellin, if you go to Medellin, places to go, Peñón, La Piedra del Peñón, which is this huge rock. Then you have Guatapé, which is a small town, which is very colorful. And of course, you got to go to the Flower Festival, which is, I think it's in August, you don't like, which is called uh, Festival de las Flores. Cartagena or like Barranquilla, Santa Marta, they have the Carnaval de... Barranquilla, is what it's called. Yeah. So, yeah. and then um, one thing, like we keep saying, we're more than just Pablo Escobar. A really cool thing that um, we just visited in really quick is there is a attraction perfect for families, perfect for kids, for anything. And I've never heard of it before. So that's why I was like, wow, like that's just cool. It's the Hacienda Napoles. And this was a ranch that had ma- like, it's huge. When I say it's huge, I think we spend like maybe 32 hours just driving around the safari section on its own. And it has water slides that have everything. But this was the same that Pablo Escobar used to own. Um, and the government seized it after after his death and after they seized all of his assets. So it's beautiful to know that like even somebody that did so much damage to that town, especially the town, um, they were able to turn it right around because they focus a lot on conserving, conserving animals, protecting like the hippopotamus. My mom and I were so surprised because they were the pinkest hippopotamus that we've ever seen. They were so healthy and they're so happy that they're reproducing so fast. Yeah. Like they have, they have so many hippopotamus in that lake. One of the things to be thankful for Pablo Escobar is that he brought hippopotamus to a new place because South America is not supposed to have hippopotamus. Mm-hmm. And because he was so into bringing new species to his zoo that now they're reproducing and now Colombian, that region of Colombian is known for the hippopotamus. Yeah. And Beautiful. so kind of like you're saying, it's look, there's more, there's more about Colombia than Paulo Escobar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing I'm very thankful for, and I know this is going to sound bad, is that, yes, he put Colombia's name out there in a very bad way. And hurt a lot of people. And he hurt a lot of people. But at the same time, he put our name out there to prove people wrong, that Colombia is just way more than drugs and stuff like that. And our name is out there because of that. You know, how and handle, uh, how you handle having someone like that being represented by our our country, and we, yeah. we're we're doing the best we can to prove that we're far from what he represented. Yeah, and if you go to Colombia, you're gonna have a different impression. Yes, sure. yes. So to wrap it up, I think it's really cool to just what are your what's your 
What's one of your favorite traditions in Colombia? Christmas time, December seven and eight, Dia de los Faroles, which is they, the day of the candle dates. So it's two dates, four candles, and they do this paper, uh, it's like it's like lights, paper lights. Lanterns. So in the States, they're called lanterns, like little paper lanterns. Instagram, so you guys can see what we're talking about, but those are, it's my favorite one. Mm -hmm. um, I have to follow that with New Year's. I think that I'm not a big New Year's person. Like if you invite me to a party for New Year's, I'm just like, sure, whatever. But I, did, I feel it's because I've always had a standard for what New Year's is. And it has to be el año nuevo, el año viejo. Like burning el año viejo is to me like the most iconic thing to celebrating New Year's. And it's basically just a stuffed like character where you stuff old pants and dress it up. You add you add hay all around it and you add fireworks to it and you just mm -hmm. burn that año viejo, which means the old year. And, and it's a tradition I really do, this one I really do have to try to see if I can find pictures or if I can get somebody to send me their old like celebration because it's it's iconic. And also you paired that with like a good Colombian music of just saying goodbye to the old year. It's just very nostalgic. And that to me is, it's my favorite, yeah. my favorite thing about Colombia. It's just really, they go hard on their parties. They don't lack party drives and they'll find every reason to party for absolutely everything. Um, and one thing that I learned like historic wise, so this week there was actually a Monday that was a holiday where everybody was like, like, I was like, why is it a holiday? Like, there's nothing like what's happening. So it was actually, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the independence of Cartagena or something in Cartagena. But because, but because it fell on a weekday, you automatically, you don't get the day off, you get the Monday following it because it encourages tourism. So every holiday that it falls on the weekdays, actually you don't get that exact day off if it's during the weekday, but you will get Monday Monday off. So you have a three-day week, which I think is brilliant. Like, why would you want a holiday in the middle of the week? Yeah. So that you have to go back, which I mean, sometimes it's good to have a break in the middle of the week, but I thought that was a, a cool thing that the, the country itself did to promote tourism and all of that. And yeah. um, and so, so between here until the end of the year, so you guys know, which November 16, yes, it was the independence of Cartagena. So it landed, that one did landed on a Monday. So you did oh, get the Monday. It was this Monday that, that was all, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The next one is December 8, which is the day of Immaculada Conception, which is on a, uh, on a, Tuesday, and then you get, of course, December 25th, which is Christmas Day. So, Colombians do get a lot of days off, so. Yeah, and if you know, um, in America, we have what it's called a Schedule B, and uh -huh. which I think we talked a little bit about this on our older episode. We, um, at the winter break, it's the long two-month break. So right yeah. now, everybody's already on break and during the December and most of January. So, it's well, most of November, uh, all of the December and most of January. So that's usually, so everybody's already pretty active. Everybody's off. So it's pretty cool. So, so yeah, that's that I think wraps up just a sweet taste of what we can tell you. If you want to learn more 
let us know. Ask your Colombian friends. Ask us. Um, we hope to be able to do these types of episodes when we travel somewhere else which we would love. That's one of the biggest things that we want to talk later to be is for us to be able to take it away from Colombia. But right now, Colombia is what we know where I'm at right now. And, um, but there'll be more places that we want to travel with, with you guys and take you remotely. And um, every, every, every place that you go, you'll go for a reason. So in this case, you went back to Colombia Mm -hmm. for a reason. So, for example, like my next one, which we have said would probably be Mexico or Peru mm-hmm. uh, or Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably talk and fill you in on the reason why we went down there and stuff like that. So that's how we're like, that's basically how that goes. But to add before we, we close it out, to add, I'm going to Colombia next year this for my best friend's wedding, which is December 9th. But to kind of give you an idea of the reason why, Oh, an idea they get that weekend. They're, they're, the reason why they're getting married is because they get that ninth, uh, January 9th, which is a Monday off, is because uh, the day of the uh, the uh, Dia de los Reyes falls, and of course, it's January 6th, but because it falls within the week, they get the next Monday off, which is the ninth. So that's the reason why they get Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. Yeah. So I, I, now I see that they go on a three-day weekend. That's so. <laughs> to look into destination weddings, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, and um, I was gonna say there's one thing that we never mentioned, and I think maybe this is a, a, something that deserves its own podcast is mm-hmm. the journey a la ciudad perdida. So let's let's let you let's leave you with just the name. Look it up. It's something very, if you're a hiker, if you're a backpacker, and if you just want to get in touch with nature, look up La Ciudad Perdida. Let us know what you think, because maybe we can get a crowd to go. Maybe it took Landia team to go to freaking La Ciudad Perdida. We should get a group to go to Cartagena or like, you know. I'm just saying it. I said It's called the Lost Town. On Wednesday, I'm an hour ahead, so it's 12, 17 ahead. So I called it. I'm stamping this idea. <laughs> wow. Let's call it. Let's see how many people we can get a group to go to. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a multiple day trip. Yes. And you're literally walking. So to go see the lost city. If it's amazing. It's a thing that everybody should do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's see if we can get any anybody on board. Let's try for 2021 or 2022. I think I think that's possible. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So, so yeah, but thank you, Mariana. Um, thank you, Mariana, for making this happen. I know this is something new for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, thank you, Mariana, for taking the the initiative of doing this tow drive. Once again, do a, a donation, twenty dollar donation, and you get a shirt. And all the proceeds of the donation are going to go towards the toy drive. We're not keeping anything. Any everything's going towards the toy drive. Um, toy. So help us out. 
get a reward get, get a reward for helping <laughs> so we're doing this on thursday to the 26th of this mm -hmm. of next week so we've got a couple of days to do that we're scheduling to do the armenial on out of our own pockets with the member but the one for cordo we still have a few days um we should be shopping for it in a few in a few days so whatever we can get we will make sure that we add it to it and we'll let you know on the journey and lastly we do have three birthday shout outs and i'm going to start with emily serrano happy birthday our my nephew Stevan, happy birthday and lastly this is a special one um because we are celebrating his birthday from heaven and this is for justin justin um we remember you for the big teddy bear that you are and happy birthday so guys thank you so much for listening to us thank you thank you thank you so since Stevan, i'm picking up Stevan for his birthday i'll do i'll donate 20 dollars for his birthday for his t-shirt because i was going to give him one but since now now yeah, we can watch give him one so <laughs> let's start it off let's start it off first two dollars <laughs> you guys have a great day all right, Mari, love you. Love you guys. Love you too, bro. Miss you. Bye.